there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Hello, friends. Welcome again. Our guest is Alexandra Bishkova who is a summit host, virtual events strategist, and a digital nomad who helps entrepreneurs scale their business by hosting engaging, high-quality, and profitable virtual events. Alexandra started her career in the corporate world, working for a big international companies all over the world. However, she decided to follow her entrepreneurship itch and started her own online business to support her nomadic laptop lifestyle. Today, she works with clients from both the corporate offline world, as well as online entrepreneurs to leverage the power of virtual events and boost their business growth. Thanks for being here with us, Alexandra. I'm so excited to learn from you today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Wonderful. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear about your story and how you got to where you are in virtual event planning. Yes, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, I've started with the corporate world. And even though I've had a very good career and things were moving quite fast for me, I've just one day I've decided to stop because I thought it's really not my thing, just the environment and I wanted to do it on my own terms honestly and I wanted to have the flexibility and not having to wake up every morning at the same time you know getting on the public transport getting back and you know I was having family and small kids and I just wanted to be there for them and have a more flexible schedule so I turned down a contract that I was being offered and I thought you know I'm going to start on my own um, it took me a bit of time to do some research online to figure out which direction I would like to go but since I was doing events for my corporate job it was all the things that I was doing what was part of the job description I thought I'll continue it in the online world and actually in the beginning I was also offering offline events like retreats coaching retreats But then I just moved to virtual events because I saw how amazing and how powerful they are. They just do such great things for your business in a short amount of time. I'm just really amazed that not everybody does them because um, it does take a bit of work, especially if you're doing a summit, but it's absolutely worth it. I mean, your business just grows through the roof just three or four months after you've had the idea, basically. And it's absolutely worth it. So I've just decided to focus on that. And now with the pandemic, I mean, it's even more requested. So yeah, I'm continuing down this route. Wow, that sounds really awesome. And I love that you found something that lights up your life and helps you feel that spark that you love doing every day. Yes, absolutely. A few questions I have about virtual event planning is I was wondering if there is a preferred space or platform that people should go to when they're planning their virtual events? Like, should they stay on like Facebook? Is, should they do a Zoom? Should they go somewhere else? What is the best platform to use? Well, that's an absolutely great question because that's probably the question number one when it comes to virtual events. <laughs> and actually the technology is something that scares a lot of event hosts because they think they have to go through all these complicated 
uh, processes. And sometimes when you read up or when you Google virtual events, then they come up with all the list of technology and payment gates and affiliate links and all those wonderful things, which for those of us who are just starting out, who are just building a business, maybe you've been in the online business just a few months, uh, might be a bit too much. I mean, if you've been in the business, in the online world for a while and you know all these tools and you have them incorporated in your business, it's like a second nature to you. You can easily implement it in your summit. A lot of the entrepreneurs that I meet, they're just in the beginning of the journey or they've only used social media to interact and they do not have all these fancy technologies attached to it. So in that case, I say, do not be too worried about the technology. It's important that you really focus on what you want the event for you to do. So basically, you have to be very strategic. So do not host an event just because your competitor did it last month, right? Or just because everybody else is doing it, but host it only if it really makes sense for your business. And there are different events. It's not only summits. I mean, I'm doing retreats, interview series, webinars, and all of them have their own place. And you can start small and then grow and implement all those things. So for a lot of my clients who, for example, are in the very beginning of the journey and they um, are focusing on audience growth, right? So that's really number one issue for a lot of us in the beginning. So I just tell them, you know, host it in a Facebook group. You don't have to charge for it. You can have an amazing event. And if the quality is good, if you have really nice graphics on the banner, if you advertise it in a professional way, then, you know, you have a lot of people and you have a Facebook full of new audience members, easily hundreds, if not thousands, depending on how large you have the event, right? And how large the scale, how many speakers you have, etc. Um, and then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you can use PayPal to do the payments if you want to sell, for example, the old access pass. That's a very easy version for somebody who's starting out, who wants to just have the extra push out there. And then, for example, the next level is what you mentioned, Zoom. Zoom is a fantastic platform. You can record the interviews. Basically, when you host, for example, a summit, it can be either live. So it happens exactly like on a Facebook Live or on a different webinar platform like Crowdcast, or you can use Webinar Jam or other ones. Uh, or you can record it like in Zoom and then just post the video either, again, Facebook, or you do a website where you post it and just release it as time goes. Of course, if you want everything taken care of you, you can use platforms like Teachable, Thinkific, or ClickFunnels. Those are more for courses or for funnel building, but they have all that package in them, right? They, you can have the membership, they do payments for you, they do everything, you don't have to worry about it. However, those platforms are quite sticky, right? So you have to pay for them monthly. It's quite a bit of an investment. And then if you decide to go a different route, then you're stuck with them in a way with those platforms. However, what I also want to say to aspiring summit hosts, there are also um, summit host software that, that have been released recently. And, you know, those who are interested can look into that as well. But again, they're a little bit more limiting because once you have them, you're in within the structure. And if you want to change something, you know, you have to look for a new system, learn again. So that's a bit of caution that I want to tell whoever is interested in um, hosting another event. 
Thank you so much. That was a really great overview of all the different levels that we could consider when hosting a virtual event. Um, another question I had was how we could build hype for our event and get everyone excited without sounding too salesy, but be able to show them that we're providing a lot of value. That's also a fantastic question. And uh, marketing is something, some of us love it, some of us really don't. <laughs> so it depends also on how used you are to being visible and how used you are to putting your message out there. Mm -hmm. So I think like with everything that goes in the online business, whenever you do the marketing, if you do not want to sound too sales, you have to provide a lot of good content. And your message has to be really geared towards those people that you're targeting. Like with everything else, even if you're doing online courses, if you're selling products, or if you are providing services, you really have to know who you're doing it for. And it might take some time for those of us who are just coming into the online world. It might take some time for you to figure out who is your real ideal client. So you have to test a little bit. But once you have a good idea, you know what they want. And when you are offering the online events, be it a summit or something else, you really gear towards their pain problem. So their major issue that they're facing now, and you're telling them, okay, you have this issue and I have the solution. And I have these amazing speakers that are coming that will provide this amazing content. And what I really like as a marketing strategy, I just absolutely love it, is um, what you call a content storm. So basically, before the event, a couple of weeks before that, the speakers go on the platform wherever you're hosting or just if you are, have a Facebook group in addition to the summit or even if you're hosting the summit in a Facebook group, the speakers can go there and provide five, ten minutes lives on subjects that is related to what they're going to be speaking about. They're not going to speak about that subject because you, know, you don't want to preempt it too much, but at least they... Uh, give this a little bit of information, a little bit of intrigue, and then the audience can create a little bit of this know, like, and trust with the speakers, with yourself, and they're interested. They say, wow, this person is really knowledgeable. They're very interesting. I really want to hear more about them. So in a way, you give a lot of value, and at the same time, you're also advertising your event, and it's just a win-win situation for yourself as a host, for the speakers, but also for the audience members. Wow, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And you're so right because the virtual events that I've attended have followed a lot of the same principles and I just didn't realize that where I got to meet some of the other speakers, I got introduced to some of the content that was going to be shared and I was intrigued and I felt like I got a lot of value out of what they did beforehand. And so I knew going in that they would provide me with even more value after that. And I was really excited for that virtual event. So you're super right. And thank you for pointing that out for us. I just want to pause a brief moment here to say, if you're a female business owner, I'd love to invite you to join me and our show guests in the Connect Professional Women community on Facebook. In this community, we empower each other by sharing our expertise and collaborating with other female business owners. Go to facebook.com slash connectprofessionalwomen to join the party and receive support from other lady CEOs like you. Again, that's facebook.com slash connect professional women. We'll see you there. Let's say that we have a new business owner. She's preparing to launch or she wants to grow her following. So she's planning a virtual event 
and she goes through these steps that we've talked about earlier in this episode. And then when it's all said and done, how can she know whether or not that virtual event was successful? What does that look like? That's a fabulous question. Success is relative to all of us. And it's very much depends on the stage you are in your business and where you're heading to. And that's why it's so important at the beginning to have your goals set for the event. And when I teach virtual events, I like to teach it a little bit like a pyramid. And at the base of the pyramid is the goals and what you want to get out of the event. And at the very beginning, before we even start thinking about the speakers or the dates, we first of all think about the goals and what we're going to do after the event. What will we do with all the audience, right? that you acquire or with all the profit that you're going to earn with that. So you have to have a plan. And according to how much you've met that plan, that's how you measure your success. And it's, it's surprisingly that still there are events that do not do that. And in a way, then you kind of lose your footing because you don't know where you fit. And that's why it's so important. Whichever business you do, and even if you plan a virtual event or not, that you're very strategic about your steps that you take. So if you have a virtual event, for example, list building and building your audience is usually really the number one priority when it comes especially to virtual summits because they're so super powerful in terms of that. So if you want to build the audience, you have to have a plan what you're going to do with it afterwards. So are you going to sell them a product? Are you going to sell them a service? Are you just going to nurture them and keep that Facebook group and have fun. I don't know. But whatever your plans are, you have to be clear about them before you actually start the event. And that way you can measure your success. And I think, of course, we see all those really successful entrepreneurs that have been in the online world for a while and that have hosted great and big events that have you know, 10, 20K revenue from a virtual cell, which is absolutely possible if you have high-level speakers with huge audiences coming and even if you know not everybody buys the all-access pass but just a portion of the speakers you still have a really solid income but i think for those of us who are starting small it's fine if your goal is just to build an audience because there's just one step and one event doesn't mean that you can't host another one in future you can host two three four However many summits you have time to host in the year or other virtual events, you can build upon each one of them and which one of them will be more successful in terms of how you define success. So, for example, if you want to earn more profits, right, so you have to be realistic. Do you have a following? If you do not have a following, then probably focusing on large profits is not the right way for your summit at the time. So, but if you have an established following, if you already are known in your industry and you can attract experts that are already kind of on the same level or higher, then yes, you can look out for a huge income from a summit. I don't think we should encompass everything in one go. I would rather focus on one thing, do it well, and then next time focus on something else and do well in that. And you build yourself and you build your business. And you build the momentum and you do not feel discouraged feeling that, oh, somebody else has done it better than me. No, you do it in your own pace, whatever makes sense for you now. And you have to compare it to yourself and how you improve yourself. Well, that's incredible insights and some really great ideas for how we can go about our virtual events. Thank you so much for that. You also have a Facebook group where people can go to support each other in their virtual events. Is that right? 
Yes, well, we actually just launched a couple of weeks ago because I've seen all these events happening online and I just really wanted to build a community where we focus on really on the quality of the events. We just do not sporadically host events just because we want to, but what in the group we talk about, what event makes sense for a particular host. So some of them come with the notion that, oh, I want to host a summer, but then they think, oh, maybe a retreat actually makes sense for me now because I want to do something small. I want to get to know my client a little bit more. I want to do those mini events. And then afterwards, maybe we'll host the summit. So I really like that approach. And then, you know, I also like to experiment, of course. We don't have to stick to a formula that's devised um, that we've seen for years now, you know, summit, five-day event, 25-plus speakers. No, I actually try to introduce events that are really more like events that it's not like an online conference that you hear in the boardroom but it's fun so why not introduce a concert during your summit why not introduce a training session or a little retreat like a little meditation session during your summit if it makes sense for your overall theme that would make it more fun you'll increase so much engagement and then you build a community and that's my big message as well that whatever you host an event you really have to focus on creating a community because that's what is going to be really left behind you want those really warm leads you want your super fans because they're going to be the foundation of your business they're going to help you build it up year after year they're going to refer to you new people and that's just the really the best long-term strategy that you can have for your business Those are some great ideas and some really great advice to build your community. That's definitely something that you'll need when you're hosting a virtual event. So you have people to attend and then you want that community to stay and stick around and invite others to come in and learn from you. The community is so important. Where else can our visitors go to learn more about you and what you share? I also have a Facebook page, a business page and an Instagram so an Instagram is at uh, virtual.events and the Facebook page is uh, at Virtual Events Academy. So you can learn more about them up to now. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Alexandra. We really loved having you here. And I've learned so much about virtual events. I'm so excited to talk to you some more as I get ready to launch some of my own. Thank you so much for providing so much value to us today. I really appreciate that. Well, it was great being here. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here, and I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at brandingforwomen. See you next time.